and welcome to the Two Tones. It's episode 21, if you can believe that. Tony Moclair, Tony DeBolfo. Tone, how are you? How are you, Tony? Where have all the weeks gone? It's uh, flying, isn't it? Well, it is. Uh, we're not quite on the trajectory we thought we may have been on a mere four weeks ago. Nonetheless, this is the year where we look for the diamonds in the dung heap, if you want to put it that way. We were... Um, uh, we went down valiantly, I, I would argue, 62-point uh, losers to GWS, who, my God, what a potent outfit. A I mean, potent outfit, Tony, yeah. no doubt about it. Um, and, look, we fought the good fight, I think, for three quarters. We fell away badly in the finish, and it was it was open slather at the end. Mm. But when you look at the opposition on Spotless Stadium, I mean, they haven't been beaten there by anyone, and that includes the league leaders Hawthorne this season. I so, know, but it's, it's, you know, as they say, the graveyard of empires, that ground. Oh, it is, and, you know, the wealth of talent on show, you know, oh, for GWS and midfield, it, it was frightening, wasn't it? Oh, it was, well, I kept thinking, you know, in my, in my wildest dreams, that'll be us in a couple of years. Of course, it's not going to be, um, given the amount of resources that have been ploughed into that particular club. Thought the um, the crowd was interesting. I was trying to work out what percentage were AFL employees seconded uh, to act as GWS supporters. I don't know. Maybe they've got bigger fish to fry at the AFL. Who knows? But I was um, hard to see blue in the seats, Tony. There was a few people there, I believe, that that did make the trip to Spotless Stadium. So. I think that's very heartening. You know, we noticed that phenomenon, you know, before the buy against St Kilda, yeah. where as the away team, we had the numbers. Yeah. So I think that is probably the, the greatest positive to take in many respects from the disappointments of the past two games, that we have got, uh, you know, good, uh, clear-minded Carlton people. Yeah. Assessing where the team and the club is heading and are jumping back on, and it's great to see. That is a great point, Tony. And remember, the Carlton will be playing Sydney in Sydney, so we expect to see an even better turnout there. Very much uh, so. In uh, well, when that game eventuates, um, uh, there are a couple of talking points, as there always is, from the match. Tone um, Gibbers two hundredth. Well, it was lovely to see uh, Bryce run out for game number two hundred. What a great shame was in the white Guernsey and, and yeah. away in Sydney. You know, it wasn't quite scripted the way we would have liked, but it was fantastic to see the Gibbs clan out in force and young Charlie um, out there with his dad as uh, dad saved at the moment. So a lovely moment for Bryce Gibbs. And, of course, it will be uh, it will happen again this week for, for Andrew Walker in game number 200. Um, it was, uh, yeah, disappointing that the... Uh, as I said, the game didn't go to script. Uh, 62 point loss is pretty emphatic in the finish. Um, who the hell was on Steve Johnson? I, yeah, can you well, answer that question? Well, yeah, but when, you know, where do you stop asking who the hell was on insert GWS player here? <laughs> you know, they, they they were like a cyborg army in the last quarter. They, they, they were just, indeed. They uh, were indeed. Well, you know, full credit to them. They're, they're challenging for the uh, the big prize this year. Make no mistake about it. And um, Daniello, producer, mentioned off uh, air a moment ago how. Games of experience are now, uh, the, you know, the, the team are chalking up games mm. with some experience and, and they're going to be a, um, a force to be reckoned with, no doubt about it. Yeah, there's a lot of trust in each other and, and trust in their foot skills, which are immense, obviously. And, they are. And, and lovely to watch. I might make this point when I went on to have a look at the highlights on carltonfc.com.au. Uh, I was left wondering why half of the highlights featured 
with GWS goals. I yes. thought, well, were we that bad? Oh, well, look, it did fall away, admittedly, Tony. But I thought, you know, the team was pretty competitive, you know, for, for the most part. You know, it was, um, it was a committed showing for three quarters. I, I suspect in the finish, um, you know, when the strength of numbers took its toll, that it was, uh, you know, it, it did fall away. Let's make no mistake about it. And I, I suspect the coach would have been disappointed with the, the way uh, the intensity, you know, tapered off. However, as I said, the the competition benchmarks probably uh, GWS with Hawthorne, mm. um, and uh, it's going to be a challenge for any team venturing to Spotless Stadium. Make no mistake, that's um, that's going to be a hard place to win win four points. That's for sure. Yeah, and will probably remain so for the next three years or so. You would have to say. Um, the press conference always interesting with Bren Bolton. He uh, mentioned with relation to Gibber that only thirty five knew the man to talk to about this Tony DeBolfo. Only thirty five players at, and he said our club. I just thought you are. You love that, don't oh, you? I love that man. <laughs> you know, thirty five players at our club have played two hundred games. It's amazing, isn't it? When you think that you know, there's been something like eleven hundred and seventy five senior players to yeah. dom the the Carlton Guernsey. 35 of 1,175 players isn't a lot in the scheme of things. So, that, you know, to, it just goes to show, I suppose, how hard the, uh, the um, you know, the, the experience is of, of, of actually playing, preparing yourself and getting mm. yourself right physically, mentally, week in, week out, 200 times. You know, that's, that's a, over 10 years at the highest level. You, uh, you It's admirable, isn't it, to, mm. to, to achieve the 200-game milestone. And... And Bryce has done it in pretty good time. I think he's the third youngest player after Robert Walls and Lance Whitnell to get to 200. Wow. So he hasn't touched wood, had too many injuries to contend with. I think it might be MDA, but anyway, continue yeah. on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and um, whereas Andrew Walker is probably, it's taken him a lot longer and um, he's been so, through so much duress to, to get to 200 games. So, But, you know, we dip our lids, Tony, to uh, both Bryce and Andrew on a on realising uh, these achievements for the Carlton Football Club. May there be many more games. Well, exactly. And it is a, look, it's a wonderful thing. We do uh, congratulate Bryce and we do wish, of course, that the, uh, the result was different. Um, s- just another talking point from the game, of course, Sam Doherty's performance has earned him a spot in the AFL Media Team's uh, Team of the Week for Round 14. Well, look, you know, what's nice about this, Tony, is that he's, his performances are being acknowledged by uh, independent types, you know, yeah. people that don't necessarily have an allegiance to the club. And that, that means that, um, that his series of performances throughout the course of 2016 are, are being noticed well mm. and truly. Uh, we've said for a long time that Sam Dockley's been in all-Australian form. Um, it's clearly been a standout year for him. And, uh, you know, at his tender age, the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I look at the way Sam Doherty plays and it, it reminds me so much of Peter Dean, you know, that, that yeah. desperate, uh, you know, no-holds-barred, uh, you know, defender, steely, steely-edged defender that um, just uh, keeps, um, you know, putting himself in places, you know, mere mortals would otherwise oh, not do. Yeah, I mean, you're watching a man with contempt for his own safety. Oh, yeah, own, it's great to watch. Know, it's, it's great, and it's so inspiring. I mean, we, we look at that as as inspiring as, as supporters looking on, Tony, but I'm sure for the players around Sam Doherty, he must make them walk tall. He, he and Simpson are real barometers for the, for the Carlton team circa 2016. Well, and, you know, again, they were both um, battled manfully uh, against GWS. I, watching the highlights, because I'd seen this, I saw... Uh, we were out to dinner on Saturday night. There was a big TV up there and the game was on. 
delightful. And, yeah, no, I saw one saw one passage of play in the third quarter when the margin was only about eighteen points. So I thought, you know, technically uh, we, we're still in with a shot. You know, I'm the, when it comes to Carlton, I'm like the man who the optimist who gave him fifty fifty. He gave himself fifty a fifty fifty chance after a decapitation. <laughs> I got there in the end. Um, but I so watching the highlights, I watched this particular passage of play that I noticed on Saturday night. It was Doherty. Doherty had the ball. There was an arm over his shoulder. It should have been a free kick. He pressed on into the pack and was dispossessed of the ball. GWS were paid a free kick. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I watched the highlights. I was like in the movie JFK watching the Zapruder film <laughs> frame by frame because from that free kick, GWS got a goal and that's more or less where the floodgates opened. Yes. And, you know, that, I guess that was our last roll of the dice. If we were... Look, I know I'm hoping against hope here. Just give it to me, will you? But, um, you know, that that's an example of just the commitment that Doherty has yes, in, the, in the clinches. Mercifully, the ending to that particular piece of footage wasn't quite as severe <laughs> as the Sapruda film, Tony, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Well, it's, uh, so, yes, I'm, I'm delighted that Sam Doherty's work rate this year has been... Uh, has been Noticed and long may continue. We Absolutely. hope he, uh, he's look uh, as we've said, counting for the BNF uh, at the current football club this year will be no easy feat. It won't. It won't. There's been a lot of players that have put their hand up and, and uh, players, you know, that are perhaps more senior to Sam, you know, you know, Cade Simpson, you know, Gibbs. They've all reinvented themselves as players and they've brought this extra intensity and ferocity to the game. I think Simo was always like that. Yeah. Let's be honest, but but they've certainly elevated their performances through 2016, which. You have to say is um, is uh, you know credit to that man Bolton. Um, yes. He's really got the best out of the group that he's that he's coaching. Um, he did mention consistency in the press conference a lot. That's uh, certain. When well, look at it, is it, you know you can fairly level that uh, yes. criticism at the playing group at yes. the moment. Um, a four quarter effort is obviously the required result, not a three quarter effort. Simon White's journey, I know I'm segueing a bit crookedly here, Tone, so bear with me. Simon White's effort on Heath Shaw, um, keeping him to 12 touches. Whitey's like, emergence as part of this reinvigorated playing group, I think is really interesting to me. He's a, um, I know he's a very popular player at the club and I would just love to see him blossom. Yes, yes. And I, I think if you look at Simon White's career, Tony, and again, it's been, you know, it's been an up and down uh, journey for him. You know, injury-driven. He got that horrific neck injury mm. playing reserve grade football a year or two ago, which he had to overcome. But I think, I think in many respects, he's Carlton's Mister Fixit because if you look uh, at some of the roles he's fulfilled, I mean, he, he did a great job on on Heath Shaw at mm. the weekend uh, to basically negate his influence on the game. But he's also a player that's gone forward for Carlton. You know, he's capable of kicking a goal, taking a mark, kicking a goal. And he's also had jobs up the ground. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not beyond the realms for him to do a tagging role in a midfielder. So I think he's a player that uh, brings a little bit to the table in terms of his versatility. I think for Whitey, the most important thing is that he, he gets a little bit of consistency into his game. You mm. know, a, a, a reasonable crack at it to string games together and, and, um, and hopefully... Uh, develop a, a body that's more hardened to the rigours that the game demands because I think injury has, has really cruelled him to, mm. a, to a, a reasonable extent over, over recent years. Yeah, he's not Robinson Caruso there, though, he's is not. he? He's, he's uh, not. As far as, well, Carlton or, or the league goes uh, in broader terms. Um, it is, uh, look, a big game against Collingwood. It's the Richard Pratt Cup. Yes. Uh, it's the old enemy. 
the filth. They had uh, they had a big win on the weekend. They've had, um, you know, thanks to their uh, president's injudicious remarks, there's been a bit of turmoil at the club. Um, we're hoping to give them, obviously, uh, an ice-cold bath on Saturday, July 2, 7.25, the evening of the election time. How about that? And um, might I say at this, uh, this juncture that... Um a little quirky point that's been identified by uh, Julian Trentino, my colleague here at the Carlton Football Club in the media department, tells me that the last time that Carlton uh, played on election day federally yeah. was in 74, Ooh. which is, I think, when Goff got up over Sir up. Bill. That was Sir a double Billy dissolution. Sneddon, was it yes, not? Was, yes, that it that, was. was that that year? Yeah. Regrettably, went down, we went down to Hawthorne by 40 points here at Princess Park that particular afternoon. So... Let's trust that uh, history does not repeat. Well, that, that means, that, Tony, if you... Okay, so that's the ALP getting up in 74. You look at state and elections... And that was where, sorry to interject, that was where Sir Billy Stenton was quoted as saying, we didn't lose the 1974 election, we just didn't win enough votes to win it. Oh, thank you, yes. Well, you remember the 99 state election, obviously, uh, when... Uh, Steve Brax got up. Yes. That was a uh, preliminary final against Essendon. I do indeed. That Lovely day. Momentous occasion. That was an ALP. So if you take both of those... Oh, you're, you're, calling, you're calling Shorten. Could Shorten be the next Prime Minister you of Australia? You are calling Shorten. You, are, you have made the call, Tony. You're, you're going for the Shorten Carlton Quinella, is that... Well, it, look, it could be, you know, after Brexit and, you know, Iceland beating England, anything's possible. And ironically, Shorten's a Collingwood man too. Is I'm he really? I believe he... I, I know he's been known to frequent the Collingwood President's Luncheon. Um, I don't know whether he'd be there Saturday night. He might have other more pressing matters. Um, well, um, but but he's a Collingwood man, as I'm led to believe. Um, so let's hope, you know, to, that the boys can get over the line against the old enemy. It'd be lovely to see them do it. And there's a bit bit going on. There's a few little potential subplots to this game too, Tony, with Walker, um, as we mentioned. The debut of... of um, uh, what what is it? Gossos. Is it, is it so, so, <laughs> grandfather of Sir, son of Stephen? Is we're that right? Son of Joe. Yeah, we're getting son of Joe. That's doing rounds. But look, Jack Silvani must be particularly close. His form has been terrific for the Northern Blues, and wouldn't it be magnificent to see him run out onto the MCG against the uh, the traditional rival Saturday night, Tony? That would be absolutely magnificent. You did mention we have been talking about two hundred gamers, of course. Uh, it'd be great for Walks to get up the first Indigenous Carlton player to reach the milestone of 200 games. I've just had, I'm sorry to interject there, Tony. I've just had a look at some of the names that have played 200 plus. Yeah. And uh, as you said, Andrew Walker's the first Carlton player to do so. Um, Adam Goods heads a list of 372, but I'll just, I won't go through all the names, but Michael O'Loughlin, Gavin Wanganeen, uh, Peter Matera, Nicky Winmar, uh, Daniel Wells, Lance Franklin. Um, Chris Lewis, uh, Byron Pickett, all of these players have played 200 games, so Indigenous players of, of league footy. But it's a select list. You know, there's probably, of, of, there's probably about 15 to 20 all up. So, again, you're looking at 20 players, Indigenous players, across the board in the history yeah. of league football. So, again, it's rarefied air that Andrew Walker, um, you know, uh, exposes himself to. Um, so he'll be joining a, an elite club. Uh, come Saturday night. Absolutely magnificent list of players in their tone. Um, the Silvani debut is, I mean, do you think Bolts might get to the point now where he says it's, it's time just to, to blood new talent, that going forward we will see, 
you know, possibly McKay play before the end of the year. Do you reckon that will happen? Yes, yes, I do. But I qualify that by saying it, it, it will still be predicated on form. Those yep. players okay. have to show that they're, they've made inroads at uh, reserve grade level and mm-hmm. warrant selection. So I don't think that the coach will basically hand senior games to those players you've mentioned on a silver platter. They will have had to have earned their, their uh, uh, selection. Mm. And as I say, I, I think Jack Silvani is probably on the cusp of senior selection because of what he's done, not who he is. Mm. So uh, that would be my call on that. And the same with Harry Mackay. I mean, it's great that you've mentioned Harry Mackay. He had a half, I think, at the weekend um, um, in the VFL, at VFL level, got through un, unscathed mm. and will just be better for the run. And yeah. hopefully he does string a few games together now. And, and as you say, if for, form warrants it, we'll, we will see him before uh, season's end. Hopefully the same applies again with Charlie Curnow, that, you know, he's on the oh, on the way yes. back and, and we get him in too. So, look, you know, what is there, nine games left for the, yeah. for the home and aways to run their course. There's still a lot um, of anticipation in those nine games because of, of the players that we may, may see bob up, get mm. a taste of senior league footy. Well, then that's every reason to get along to the G uh, this Saturday, 7.25. It is a Carlton home game. It is, so it it's, is. It's extremely important that as many bums as possible, blue bums, are on blue seats. We want them to pack the joint tone. And uh, another little lovely sidelight to this, another subplot is that uh, that Cade Simpson, in running out this week, runs out uh, for game number 256, which puts him on a par with the great Alex Jezelenko. Oh. And now in the top 10 yeah. of... Uh, Players to play the most games for the Carlton Football Club. Last week, uh, it was a little-known fact that uh, uh, that um, Simo equaled Rats's record of oh, 256, wow. 255 games. Sorry, yeah. and this year, all being well, he will he will uh, he will get past. I think David Mackay, um, who's ahead of him on two sixty three, mm-hmm. um, and there's other players next year within reach, former players that are above him. But he's in the league now with, you know, we're talking Nichols and yeah. Craig Bradley and yeah. Stephen Silvani. I mean, it's 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 great company. I did uh, earlier before the broadcast speak to Brett Ratton Tone really? to, just to get his thoughts on it. And I'll, I'll just share a little quotation from, from what Rats had to say about, about Simo. The biggest thing for Simo, he said, is that his whole agenda has been to make Carlton better and that's his legacy. He's true blue. He doesn't chase the accolades. He just wants to do his bit, and I think he should definitely go on. So that's uh, high praise indeed from yeah. a respected yeah. three-time Carlton Best and Fairest player and premiership player yeah. um, who is looking on with admiration at the man that's just uh, knocked him over uh, with game number 255. Well, exactly the sort of graciousness you'd expect yes. from Brett Ratton, so yes. no surprise there. Um now, uh, the Father Son Academy children were at the club this week. Tony. Oh yes, it was a, it was a, it was magnificent, Tony, to be there and to see the you know potentially the next generation of players uh, coming through. I, you know, I hate to put pressure on these kids, but but it was magnificent to see them uh, immersed to the to the club yeah. and, and all things Carlton. Uh, there was a, a staff meeting prior to the boys having a run where the, the young kids were introduced to the staff yeah. and all introduced themselves. Uh, I'm Jamie Kudafidis. My dad oh. played for Carlton. Oh. It was a lovely moment. Um, How the, old are the Kudafidis boys? Uh, Jamie, I'm, I'm not sure what the ages are. They're probably, you know, maybe just hit their teens. I, yeah. I, I, I stand corrected there. But we had boys in the room like Jamie Kudafidis 
we had three of um, three of uh, uh, I nearly said Roddy, three of <coughs> Matty Ho- Hogg's, Matty Hogg's uh, boys, Mackenzie Archer and Darcy Hogg. Uh, the piggery was on show the other day, Tony. <laughs> the three of them, uh, Andrew Mackay's son Charlie was in the house. Um, two more of Sauce's boys were there, um, Tom and Ben Silvani. Dane Whitnell, son of Lance, was in the room. Oscar yeah. Manton was there. Great. Uh, Tom Gleeson, son of Adrian, was Max in the house. Hanna. Max Hanna. Max Hanna. Max Hanna was here. Uh, looks a likely type too. Uh, magnificent shock of hair, I might yeah. say. Well, son of the cranium. He's old man. <laughs> yeah. And um, Cody Walker was a, made a little cameo too. Son of, of Andrew. Now, Cody Walker uh, is probably known best to the staff and the players of the club because he's an absolute. He's the kick to kick king yeah. in the uh, in the Carlton rooms after the game when the when the footies come out the little kids have a run and uh, Cody Walker absolutely dominates down there. So uh, um, so so I, it was fantastic to see them introduced to the to the to the Carlton uh, staff today and the boys had a, a, a lovely run here light run Sauce took them out into the paddock um, to have a kick and they really um, really relished the ex- the experience of of being here where. Their fathers made their mark, so a good good thing to see, Tone. Well, that is it's magnificent, uh, you know, from many fronts that the club is is giving back to players who gave so much to the club mm-hmm. itself, and <clears throat> that there's another generation coming through that hopefully we can just cherry pick. That's true, and I think it's a sign of the club's maturity that the the academy is in place and these things are sort of happening to you know uh, include everyone. You know, mm. we, we we've talked recently about the the women's team and uh, and what's being done behind the scenes to to really build women's football and to get women involved mm. uh, in in footy as a you know as a bona fide career path and we're seeing the same platforms being put in place for you know our potential uh, uh, players of, of tomorrow so it's uh, it all goes well for the club I think it paints Carlton in a in a, a much better light We'll be seeing Juddy here before too long. With yes, the... yes, you're counting down the days. I, oh, know I really that, am. I have a calendar at home. It's, uh, <laughs> it's exciting times. Uh, well, Tone, um, that's about it from us. We will uh, catch you next week on The Two Tones. I hope talking about a momentous victory against uh, the oldest of enemies. Yes, very much so, Tony. Let's hope it's a weekend for the Blues, not the Greens. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't agree more, Tone. Couldn't agree more. The Two Tones, Tony Moakley, Tony DeBolfo. So catch you next week and God bless.